Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Now, this next story really requires a fair bit of time, which I can't give it today because we have so much going on. But I wanted to talk about it anyway. We can do a call in on it another day. I saw a story, uh, a, a video mostly, earlier this week on the Clarion Project website. I look at a lot of news sources, a lot of news sources from different perspectives during the week. And uh, they showed a, a, a video of Dutch Christian school kids who'd been taken to a mosque in Holland and taught how to pray by the local imam. There were boys and the girls were separated. And there was quite a lot of fallout as parents wanted to know what, you know, why this was happening, where their kids had gone on the uh, school outing of this kind. And we've also had school kids in Canada have been exposed to Islam as a religion. It was controversial in Toronto a few years ago when boys and girls were separated at a Toronto school where Friday prayers were held for Muslim students. In California, grade 7 students who taught about Sunni Islam as part of the curriculum along with other religions. But one school district I was reading about, now this isn't all on this one side. I've gone now, probably by now I've seen 10 or 12 different sites and and, and visited uh, various news organizations. But uh, there was one school district where the parents objected primarily to the text of a book about religions, about world religions, because they argue Christianity is portrayed in only a negative manner. There was a case in New Jersey where uh, two mothers hired a law firm because at their school, a cartoon, the kids were shown a cartoon which um, depicted uh, the five pillars of Islam, and they felt that their kids were being indoctrinated. So it's the kind of story that requires more time than I can give it today, and we will give it, as I said, more time another day, but it's also the kind of story not to avoid. Uh, Dr. Sudi Jasser joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. He's the author of The Battle for the Soul of Islam, former U.S. Navy lieutenant commander and uh, former president of the Arizona Medical Association, active on social media as well. Judy, thank you for taking the time. Oh, sure. Thanks. Great to be with you, Roy. What are you, uh, just out of the gate, what are your thoughts about what I just said, the, the stories that are percolating and circulating, uh, parents angry, uh, other parents saying, what are you upset about? Is this a story that that needs fleshing out, or is it is it is it of relatively uh, insignificant um, importance? No, no, it's not insignificant at all. It's, it's another symptom of how dysfunctional we are in dealing with Islam and Muslims. And, you know, I can tell you, if we sort of have lost our bearings as a society. The, the reason my parents came here for religious freedom in America and in the West is is the fact that we have a separation of church, or for us Muslims, mosque and state. I guarantee you, none of us Muslims that I know want the state of Syria or Iraq or Iran 
or Saudi Arabia telling us which version of Islam. So I think similarly in the West, Christians and other non-Muslims are seeing Islam being treated with just even beyond kid gloves because of the political correctness, because of the sense of coddling and infantilizing Muslims. Uh, they are presenting an Islam that is somehow benign and allowing things to be done where kids are taught to pray and other things that they'd never tolerate of a majority religion like Christianity or or even other uh, more normative religions like Judaism or or uh, Hinduism. So at the end of the day, I can tell you that if we're going to understand, we need to have his, the history of Islam taught as we do everything else in world history and other aspects, but it can't be, it needs to simply be historical, not to plunge into an apologetic about the spirituality part, and that needs to be avoided like we do in every other religion, or else we risk uh, sort of uh, glossing over the reality of the connection between radical Islam and the theological parts of political Islam. One of the things I uh, particularly noted was, as I was going through the various news sources about these stories, uh, I noted that the news organizations in the main were regional, there wasn't very much attention paid by major national media organizations, and that's why I asked myself, is it because the organizations felt it was insignificant, or did they feel that it, uh, it was really too uh, politically incorrect for them to address? Now, one of, the, um, uh, one of the stories had to do with New Jersey, where the two mothers were upset about the, uh, the cartoon that kids saw about the five pillars of Islam, and then they followed up, and they hired a law firm to take, uh, to take action against the school board. Uh, a homework assignment followed in which, reading from one account here, in which two mothers said their children had to fill in the blanks of this sentence about the Islamic belief systems. There is no God but blank, and blank is his messenger. So the kids had to fill in the blanks. Now, these, these were not Muslim kids. Yeah, that is, uh, um, I mean, I had friends that were Muslims that attended Catholic schools, and, and they may, you know, undertake such type of teachings about Catholicism, but those are private theological schools. That's not a public school. And there's no benefit to teaching, you know, uh, even I as a Muslim, I don't think Americans will become more tolerant of Islam if they understand some of the core and memorize the core theological teachings. That's not the issue. The issue is understanding the history and, and where Islam is in its history now, and it needs to go through reform and enlightenment and who its leadership was and, and how it spread and things like that. That's all part of the history, but the theological practice, uh, these regional stories need to be told. And uh, at some point, I think there will be a threshold in which uh, there is a tipping point in which nationally it will be addressed more. And uh, Charles Jacobs, for example, in Boston covered a, a couple years ago how some mosques in, in Boston were bringing out school teachers and others to show them how to pray and et cetera. So this is happening more than you think, even beyond the cities you mentioned. And uh, I would tell you, Muslims need tough love. If we don't start treating them like we do every other faith and continuing to protect us from ourselves, uh, you're never going to get the reform against the core ideas. The head of the largest Islamic group in Indonesia yesterday, Roy, said that Islam needs to deal with its deep connection between its own teachings and its violence. So if you have the head of the largest Islamic organization uh, separate from the Arab world saying this, uh, and yet in the West our, our school kids are being taught to simply blindly 
recite and memorize the theological underpinnings. That's that's crazy. We're, we're completely disconnected from reality. Yeah, one of the accounts that I read suggested that the two women, the two mothers, young young women, who uh, objected and hired a law firm to uh, to deal with the uh, the school district, they were uh, vilified um, by their by their peers, and and it just seems to me that. As I read these stories, one sort of recurring thought was, this is only going to fuel whatever latent anger and frustration is bubbling below the surface with some people. It's going to just fuel that, um, particularly if parents are not engaged, involved, and asked in the first place. And that's why it's so important that as we cover these stories, you know, Muslims need to be contrite. We need to realize that we have a problem and own up to it. And the problem is, is, I hope the left or whoever's driving this realizes that there will be a backlash of frustrations that will end up causing the opposite effect. I've been to large political meetings where they'll demonize all refugees and say refugees are a problem. We shouldn't accept them in. And I'll tell them, listen, I'm with you. We need to have better security. But let's not change who we are as we talk about this. And you're exactly right. We need to talk about these issues because if we don't, it'll end up turning the other uh, a side of the coin, which is a blind uh, sort of hatred, if you will, of every other religion that's not the majority, and, and that's not going to help. We see Europe now doing that not only to Muslims but to Jews and other minority faiths as it tries to grapple with its own identity. So the best way to deal with it now up front is to be truthful, honest, and transparent when we're dealing with Islam rather than blindly apologetic. And I want to say one other thing. It's my first chance to speak with you uh, since we appeared on the radio together. Now, you are um, a world-class, world-renowned nuclear cardiologist, but you're also a pretty good talk show host. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you, I've been in the best training ground was, uh, uh, you know, doing the interviews with you over the last 10 to 15 years. So now... I've uh, become a fill-in uh, host here in Phoenix, so thank you. <laughs> this is what he asked me to appear with him on uh, what was it, the Patriot radio station. It's called the Patriot in Phoenix, Arizona. I have to tell you, it's much more difficult being the guest than being the host. Well, you were great. You were great. You helped me out in a pinch, and uh, it was good to uh, fill in for Seth Liebson, my friend uh, here in Phoenix, who was gone for the week. So thanks for uh, educating our our citizens here in Arizona about the uh, all the issues in Canada at the time with Omar Khadr and all those other issues. Yeah, exactly. Thank Zudi, thanks so much for the time, always. Anytime. Thanks, Roy. Dr. Zudi Jasser, his book is Battle for the Soul of Islam. When we come back, we'll talk to world-renowned lawyer Gloria Allred about a story, well, about the justice system and uh, how it's about to pre- perform quite probably a very significant injustice. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.